Are you kids ready for the miracle that is the Brose podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think so. I'm very excited. Gives dreams to children. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to Brose. No one out pizzas the hut. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me, as they do every episode, are my bros in Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. One of these days we'll get the right intro. <laughs> to my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And joining us remotely from across the room, reporting in live from Indianapolis, Indiana, Mr. Tim Hansen. What's going on? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Fat Albert, uh, <laughs> traditionally uh, from Indianapolis. Uh, how's Obviously. everyone doing tonight? It's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, feel, yeah. Feel, feeling good, feeling frisky. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm a little off my game today. Yeah. I got somebody. <laughs> this is legit. Somebody stole a hundred dollars from me. Holy shit! Whoa. <laughs> yeah, this more the while I was at work. What happened? I got a I got a notification from Wawa. That was like, hey, you just buy, you just bought two fifty dollars gift cards, and I was like, no, I, I didn't. certainly did not. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, geez, jeez. So, like, so, so you got like a fraud alert? Did the transaction go through? Yeah, well, it did because it was just through the Wawa app. So, uh, like, I had okay. my my card linked to my to the app, so I could just fill up my rewards card or whatever. Right. And somebody just dropped a hundred bucks on a on a different gift card and so i called up and i was like hey i didn't do this and they were like we'll see what we can do and <laughs> oh, i had geez. to immediately go to the bank which is why i went to total wine and more because it yes. was right next to the pnc <laughs> amen to that <laughs> so i'm sorry about your hundred dollars um the, the guys i guess this is time to start a kickstarter then right yeah a good uh, one we've been looking for an excuse to do it oh a patreon to a get patreon. us uh, patreon so patreon <laughs> well, yeah. subscribers uh, to, to refund Sean for his $100 in Wawa gift cards that don't belong to him and aren't in his possession, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll put up some bonus content. That motherfucker loves hoagies, I guess. <laughs> Dude just can't get enough of hoagies and diesel fuel. But, I mean, um, but yeah. he's probably buying the, the, the $100 worth of gift cards, selling them for 40 and walking away with 80 bucks. So. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. The, the resale gift card market is like surprisingly robust yeah it's okay yeah. his uh, parents are probably disappointed in him yeah, <laughs> uh tim hey where'd you go buddy uh i turned my video off because my connection kept uh fading in and out so oh. i don't you don't need to see me no. No. it doesn't matter we'll that's a damn you. shame we're making so many funny faces oh <laughs> oh uh well welcome to the first session of uh the first round of our session tonight uh as you all know of course if you've listened to the show before you know that we drink Rosé throughout the evening while answering questions uh, from from you, the listeners, from our significant others. Uh, sometimes just questions that we come up with about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it over a couple of glasses of rosé. So this is our first glass for the first round. If you'd like to listen to any of the episodes that we have done in the past, first round, second round, third round, uh, anything like that, you can do it that on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and anywhere else. You can get podcasts, and if you'd like to list, uh, send us a question uh, to consider on the show, maybe you want to ask uh, Sean, like, "Hey, uh, like, what? What? If you want to guess what the the criminal is using the hundred dollars in gift cards for, <laughs> like, what would be your top? If like, if for example, you stole a hundred dollars from somebody, you could spend it at Wawa. How would you spend it before you were arrested? Uh, you can send those questions to brosequestions <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, do you guys want to talk about our wines? 
Yeah, I think we can uh, talk about our wines. Tim, how's your wine? Uh, actually, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, <laughs> I poured it. It's called Notorious Pink. Nice fancy label. All right. And uh, really long description that I don't care to read yet. <laughs> but uh, I'm just fascinated really by the fact that instead of like a normal, <laughs> a normal cork, it's glass. Okay. And then it just has like a rubber seal on it, and it is the coolest fucking thing I've so ever seen. So the cork is glass, or what, what? Explain that again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's instead of a cork, it's more of just like a uh, a glass plug. Okay. Kind of so like, like a stopper. Uh, it's not like a screw yeah. top, right? No, it's it's just like a plug, That's like very a classic. little tiny butt plug, but for my bottle. <laughs> there right. we are, finally the first butt plug reference <laughs> of the episode. The, the the wine plug, the wine stopper, like theoretically for wine, which is, I would say, of the alcoholic beverages, probably the one that would that has the most sophistication behind it. But if you go look up like wine stoppers, it's just like. You know, the dude with his dick stopping it. Like, it's always, like, the most classless, like, underhanded, low-comedy stuff. Mm. But it's like, oh, yeah, wine stopper. It'll be great for your, like, $50, for your $50 Merlot. Um, so, good for the, gla- the glass wine stopper. Uh, Rich, yeah, but what it's pretty you- good. It's pretty good so far. Nice oh. and sweet. Okay. All right. Nice. Awesome. Rich, what are you drinking? I am uh, drinking uh, Cupcake Vineyards Rosé. It's okay. uh California uh, Vineyard Vineyard. 2018 uh vintage it's very sweet very fruity it's it's good i like it there's no animals on this one unfortunately (laughs) i let you guys down no cupcake either which is a real letdown oh no there's like kind of a cupcake fit in the the top top. but it's cupcake is like one of those mainstays like uh barefoot and like like sutter home like it's it's a little bit better than sutter home i think but like it's one of those like mainstays of like you. They make all different kinds of wine, and they're all pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking rosé griffy from the Côte de Provence, and it, so uh, this it's a 2017 wine that doesn't have any tasting notes, but on the uh, Total Wine and More website, yes, the details of it are as follows: This wine features an expressive nose with intense aromas of red berries and white blossoms, a refreshing, elegant, and delectable wine. On the palate, it shows notes of citrus and red berries. Hmm. The finish is round and flavorful. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we need to have a sommelier in here. The finish is round. Yeah, we need to, what we does know. that even mean? I don't know. Stop, <laughs> to, stop describing taste the shapes. That's hexagonal. It's very that's angular. Like, that's like the episode the of uh, Futurama where <laughs> Fry's like, did everything just taste purple for a second? <laughs> purple. Mm, purple. Yeah. We, need, we need to talk to Jennifer Simonetti Bryan uh, at Jedi Wine, Jedi Wine Master. <laughs> Not Jedi Wine Master, uh, which would be hilarious. Uh, Jedi Wine Master. Yeah. Uh, and see see if we can get her on the show at some point as a guest because we need somebody with actual experience to go through yeah. just this one section. What we need is we need the expert to talk to us for just this first ten minutes <laughs> yeah. and then never listen to anything else. That you we know do. what? Patreon uh, <laughs> Patreon bonuses. If we get enough money for one of us to take a sommelier class, hey, we have an on-site sommelier. My uh, rosé is Smoke Tree Rosé. So uh, basically, to walk you through the thought process here, the, the rosé that I drank during the last time we recorded was a direct response to the rosé quiz that we all took. 
This is the wine I purchased a couple days before it, where I took that information from the rosé quiz and threw it right out the window. <laughs> and just was like, this Hello. one looks cool. It looks like it is so- somewhat highly rated. I think it was like an 89, uh, which for me was highly rated considering my price point. Mm-hmm. Um, it-, it is good. It is drier than most rosés which I th- that I've had, which I kind of like. Um, so, uh, so far above, above average with a lot of potential, mm-hmm. I would say. So, uh, if there is nothing else to say about the rosés, I have here in my hand the first envelope of questions. Uh, are you gentlemen ready for this? Yes. Are you ready for me to just absolutely annihilate this envelope? Look, they didn't seal it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was on, that was on, uh, Jacob, Jacob is coming off illness and I didn't want to oh. expose okay. you guys to a licked envelope. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. It'd be like, uh, like George no biological warfare. Yeah. Uh, so the first glass is filled to the brim on this envelope. It's a drawn on envelope, a drawn on wine glass on the envelope. And it says, someone likes wine. Uh, and then on the back, for someone, where the only alcohol was rosé, so they just drank it to look cool like a teen would with his slash her friends, but they would rather have scotch. <laughs> All right. It's a me. So they say, Tim, is this like your autobiography? Like, did you just did I take this to Jake? I no. This is this is. I'm surprised and I love it. And, and I'm I'm very happy and I'm very happy for you. I hope this is just an envelope of my questions. Questions because I submitted questions. Yeah, oh, there's a yeah. So we have been sending a, a, a show a show question compiler. Mary O'Brien has seen an influx of questions from people on the show. Just like hey, in case we don't have anything, <laughs> but like we do get a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> so here's the first <laughs> one, it, and I did is not it me. No, it's not you. Uh, oh, I don't think I, this I is don't. You. I don't know if you made it because you submitted questions like twenty minutes before. That's fair. That's <laughs> it also was twenty-five fair. minutes. Okay. The first question, and the re- the reason I'm laughing is because I I, bl- I have heard stories about this question being submitted in the past. Uh, what is your favorite conspiracy theory? Okay, oh, Ooh, what a good question. This is really uh, good because there's a lot like the conspiracy theories. Like, I feel like with the internet, it's making a huge comeback because you have the flat earther thing, you have the anti-vaxxer thing, um, which are, like, the more, I guess, the more popular ones. Yeah. But, like, is there one that you guys know of that you really enjoy or that you subscribe to? The Mandela Effect. Okay. Explain the Mandela Effect for those who don't know. For those who don't know, um, generally, I pose this by asking a question to everyone. When did Nelson Mandela die? Uh, and where did he die? He died. He recently. It was like within the last six years. But I think there's, most people don't think that, prison. right? There's what, what was that, Tim? It wasn't in prison. I already Co- know what the Mandela effect is, so I'm being yeah. an ass. So correct. It wasn't in prison. Uh, so we believe. Mm-hmm. But there is a uh, sect of people in this world who specifically remember Nelson Mandela having died in prison however many years ago he was in prison. Um. They believe, and I subscribe, I don't actually subscribe to it, it's just my favorite thing ever, (laughs) that, uh, that's true, but he also died a few years back in, like, 2000s. Right. Because two realities merged into one. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, (laughs) like, we have both memories, so it's like, another one could be the Berenstain Bears, how is it spelled? Mm -hmm. Uh, does Curious George have a tail? Mm -hmm. Uh, how many rings are on the target symbol? Oh yeah, that's a good oh, one. Yeah. I think my I favorite like, example of that is um that for 
And I didn't think this was a thing because I had this very clearly burned into my head that the the movie is Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal, not Shazam starring Simba. I swear to God, I didn't know that was. I could not believe that people forgot that. Like that was crazy. That that, that it was Kazam and not Shazam. Well, no, no, the other way around. Shazam is not the movie. It's Kazam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I always knew about Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal. I could have swore there was also a Shazam. Like mm. I believed that there was a Shazam for the longest time. Right, but that's that's another. Like, it's just like almost like an accidental consensus. Yeah, and what it is is, uh, he played. I think it was like Saturday Night Live or uh, Mad TV, one of those shows where he did a skit as like Sinbad did a skit as a genie. Okay, and I think he said Shazam. Okay, but okay. it wasn't an actual movie or something mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. people thought it was a full-on movie. Right. And so, I swear to God, I saw a movie called mm-hmm. Shazam. Okay. And I saw Kazam. Well, there's an actual movie called Shazam coming out. It's, like, completely removed from, from this whole <laughs> yeah, thing. Which is gonna, which I is thought gonna it was, like, the same thing. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, what is your favorite conspiracy theory? Uh, or it can be a conspiracy theory that you actually that you actually believe. I, I don't know if there's one I necessarily believe in or a specific one. Uh, the whole JFK magic bullet theory and, like... That that whole thing is just I don't know which one to believe. There's no way that Lee Harvey Oswald killed JFK. So you're the second there shooter. Not, there was a, no. I don't think he was even part of it. So if anything, oh, oh, that's the one. That's, that's the one, one that I subscribe to. Okay. So you described <laughs> that Lee Harvey Oswald was just was, was an innocent bystander. No, he was a patsy. Okay. All right. All right. This is interesting. I've I've heard the second shooter one. I've not heard the one where Lee Harvey Oswald didn't pull the trigger at all. Oh, there, there's a second shooter one. There's he's a patsy. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of ones. But like the the biggest thing with Lee Harvey Oswald is if you look into the mechanics of the gun that he was supposedly have used, mm-hmm. um, one would have been a bitch to get a hold of for him. Two, he was a shitty shot when he was in the army. There's no way he pulled off those shots that quickly with a gun that statistically jams every two shots. The the JFK. Everything about it is just so is just so rich and fertile for potential theories because it's just it's one of the the most shocking and tragic things that's happened in the in the country's history. But it's also just sort of like one of the most out of left field kind of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, uh, Sean. What do you? What is your favorite conspiracy? Well, I don't theory? know. This is it's hard. I, I I used to I think I used to like like conspiracy theories a lot more than I do now because yeah. they used to be so innocent. Yeah, and now it's just like. People are getting like, like the the PizzaGate conspiracy. Okay, Pizza. yeah, like yeah. like there's like actual real world consequences to these crazy nuts. Yeah. Like, because it used to be like you would watch it and it's like it's it's very interesting because these people are very passionate about these things. But like this, I'm I'm having a harder time right. enjoying <laughs> enjoying right. them. Yeah, but I still do. I love me. I loves me a flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like it, it's got to you. You've got to have like the the frivolous one. Like it can't be one where it's just like. You know, the core of the earth is actually made of cheese or something, and like, yeah. we're all going to collapse in. Like, that one would be kind of funny, but like the one where Hillary Clinton is running like a child sex ring mm. in, the, in the basement of a pizzeria is yeah. like, okay. I ain't about, I ain't about mm. that. Maybe not. We watched, we watched, uh, Behind the Curve last oh, week. Oh, yeah. It was a, a oh, I, I just heard it about is that. It's so good. It is, is really, it? really good. Oh, my God. Really? It okay. Just, the cognitive dissonance that comes out of that is just like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that the whole flat earth thing is wild, like, <laughs> absolutely wild. And like the way like people gear that to me, it's like this is a, a documentary about flat earth, and then you watch it's like no, it's about flat earthers, and 
their ridiculous mindset. Come on now. That's the thing is like I, I I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm imagining like if you're a flat earther watching it, you're just going like, yeah, see, they're finally this is this is it. This is what I've been telling you guys this whole time. Um. So my favorite conspiracy theory is that Stevie Wonder can see. Uh, oh my oh, god, I, actually, I do love that. That, and, that and, might be mine. And I only hesitate to call, to to say that that's my favorite conspiracy theory because it's not a conspiracy; it's the actual truth. <laughs> Stevie Wonder is not blind. Stevie Wonder has been putting one on over uh, pop culture and the the society at large for the length of his career. He's an incredible musician. Uh, he's put out some incredible music and albums over the course of his career, uh, greatly aided by his two working eyes. <laughs> uh, Counter argument. Yes. He's Daredevil. Oh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> Daredevil would explain a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's the only thing. Like, he wants to be a photographer. Um, he caught, a, there's a video of him catching a, a falling mic stand without hesitation <laughs> that was falling in like a crowded, like loud soundstage. Like, Dude can see. Like, there's only one reason that a man would want to be a photographer for a living, and it's so, wow, I'd love to see things that are photographs. Um, Stevie Wonder is not blind. Please at me. You want to hear the craziest conspiracy theory? It's, it, this actually might be my favorite because it is so off-the-wall bonkers. So there is a theory out there that is that... So, you you know, like, the false flags. Like, so, like, Sandy Hook and the Christchurch shooting, they're false flags. They yeah. didn't actually happen. It's the liberals trying to d- disarm the people. Sure. Fuck Alex Jones. Yes, for sure. <laughs> that guy that guy's a piece of garbage who is, who I, I don't, I'm very upset that he has a, a platform that reaches as many people as he does. You better be careful, because if we, if we tag Alex Jones this episode, he will put a video screaming at us. Just, like, absolutely wailing. Rosé turns the freaking frogs gay! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Not untrue. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so that's so that's that's the baseline. Yeah. The conspiracy is that it's actually aliens that are, that are doing <laughs> the false flags. Do tell. And so they are doing this to disarm us so, to be more, so we are more easily invaded. And this is a legitimate thing that someone... Who you don't know, none of you know, but have heard many stories about. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, came into my house and said, I know it sounds crazy, but I watched this documentary and oh, you no. got to know about this. And it is, it was the most bonkers thing. And it, it was a situation in which what was coming out of his mouth was so crazy that I could not... Like, you don't have a response to it. You're just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it does not compute. Yeah. 404. Like, yeah. You just, you can't take that person seriously anymore. No. It, it really, like, he really who, cashed all his chips on that one. Can, can, can you tell us off the air who that is? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. We, we'll, we'll talk about it after the show. Like, aliens definitely do exist, but I think they have the technology where they wouldn't need to disarm us in order to take us over. That's, that, yeah. If, you, if you've mastered yeah. interstellar travel, I don't yeah. think, I don't think muskets are. put like the giant, like, like the, like the metal, like, thing that just sucks up all the guns like yeah. off the planet like that that there's there's your method not like boy we're gonna get sandy hook to happen um all right any other thoughts on the conspiracy if, theory subject if you want to hear more about conspiracy theories i say definitely check out shane dawson's youtube channel okay he goes into some major deep dives on on conspiracies whether he believes them or not i really don't know but he does some, he, he had like a two and a, i think it's like two and a half hours three hour long uh, like split set of episodes recently that he released on them. They're good. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Good recommendation. Tim, any final thoughts? Uh, 
I'm just checking on no, you. She can't I, see. I, I, I got not, not even sure you're there. <laughs> I, I'm not. Where are you? It took him so long to respond because he wasn't. Hey, happy. he's back. Hey, 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 what's going on, man? I'm surprised you're still wearing a shirt. All right. Um, what am I wearing? Pants. The next question. This is a, this is an interesting one. Where do you get your news? I like this question. Yeah. Um. So, any any variety of of outlets. Like, where where do you primarily get your news from? Um, mostly from Philip DeFranco and, uh, some more news. Okay. Uh, that's like, those are my two like main sources. Uh, otherwise I, if I were to go out to look for news, my most reputable source for at least American news would be like BBC America. Okay. That's a good one. BBC world news, not BBC America. Like Mm -hmm. I go to them to get the most bipartisan information Mm -hmm. I can get. Yeah. Reuters is really good for that as well because they they typically like cover international politics about as well as they cover American politics and like man I, I don't I don't know shit about like British, like international <laughs> yeah. politics like they like they bring up the EMEA subject uh like they they the way they do their video uh breakdowns is like they'll shift from subject to subject and one of them was EMEA uh which was like a, the Europe the Middle East and Africa and boy did I have to look that up to figure out what they were talking about <laughs> I was like wow <laughs> what <laughs> There are countries out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reuters is good. BBC America is really good. I think if I were to pick the the few, it would be NPR, Reuters. Um, if I'm going more left wing, I, I, I read Reason Magazine a lot. So that that's more of like the like macro level kind of of news. Um, and then honestly, Twitter kind of acts as my news feed because I follow enough mm-hmm. journalists at this point where I'm I'm sort of getting a decent feed of news just by going on Twitter, which is a horrible way to get your news, but like to get like for me to know that something is happening and then I can go to one of the other outlets yeah. that I like to find out more about it, it works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, where do you get your news? Uh, I try to go with an amalgamation, like get a little bit of everything from everywhere because, one, it's really interesting to just see how the polar opposites, Fox News and CNN, take the same story Absolutely. with the same information and write completely different fucking articles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting because one, then I'm trying to not make, I'm trying to make sure I don't have a very one-sided view because I I think that's the issue with a lot of political discourse and any conversation is everyone is just like, I'm going to go find the stuff that supports my opinion, AKA anti-vaxxers and all that bullshit, Mm -hmm. rather than I want to find out all of the information and then make a educated opinion, I guess. So yeah. I try to do that, and then when I'm at home doing work, I'll throw on Philip DeFranco because that's throwing in yet another opinion and opening up that conversation, mm-hmm. reading through some of the comments and are just talking about, uh, not just calling him a libtard or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that that's good. Uh, so so uh, last week I, I went to the gym for like an, uh, an extra long time than usual, and I'm not doing this to brag about how long I spent <laughs> running very slowly on a treadmill. I'm, I'm saying it to illustrate five that minutes, five whole minutes. Um, but but I, I'm because I'm running a run next week, and so I was like, all right, this is my last long run. And so I had, I was on a treadmill parked in front of a TV that had MSNBC, CNN, and then uh, incidentally on the far right, Fox News. <laughs> uh, and it was just crazy. Like the I, you can't hear any of them unless you plug in your headphones. But like just seeing like the Chirons and the the news stories that they were going through. And there was like some, you know, 
CNN was probably the most reasonable of them. And then Fox News is like, you know, was Robert Mueller actually a terrorist or something? <laughs> like, you know, the, the, yeah. if you see the full spectrum when you get like those three networks, even though CNN also leans a little bit more to the left. It's yeah, pretty yeah. big spectrum there. <clears throat> um, Sean. Yeah. Well, I, so I'm going to echo uh, Rich and Tim and say for like real baseline, just kind of like basic stuff. I'll, I usually like daily. I'll watch the Philip DeFranco show just to get like an idea of what's going on generally. And then I follow a bunch of people on on Twitter like the I think NPR is probably my go to because there's they seem to be the least biased because I mean, to be fair, there is going to be bias in every source because people are people and you can't get it would be not having robots write this stuff. But um, I think I'll generally try to like on my Google feed, it'll have like these are stuff you might be interested in. Fox News finds its way in there sometimes because they're Mm. I don't know. But you have to look at it. You have to because if you're just ignoring it, based on the fact that it's probably not true, mm-hmm. you're you're missing out on what a lot of people are taking in. You have to take that into account, even though even if you don't agree with what they're saying, you have to under in order to be able to have a discourse, you have to see where the other person's coming from. Yeah, you have to be more informed than them. What do you guys think about? I would derail the the, the conversation, but what do you guys think about like algorithms when it comes to this stuff? Because the there's, there seems to be like a big moral debate over whether like algorithms specifically when it comes to like news and, and opinion stories that you'll see online are a good thing or a bad thing because it's, you know, hey, this is what you want. The market is telling you this is, you know, mm-hmm. this is the kind of stuff that you're interested in. So we're going to give it to you. But you're also now siloed off a little bit. Like the echo chamber is the kind of, the, the kind of word for it. Like, do you guys, this is getting a little deep, but like, do you guys, do you guys like it? Do you think it's a good thing that we have that? Algorithms are the absolute worst because it does push you towards just what you're interested in and not the full range of it. Like, I feel that every day with my Facebook newsfeed. I get the same things from the same three different people because I interact with them the most because that's all the Facebook newsfeed is showing me. And then I'll click on one random thing and then that starts popping up. And I'm like, I, I only like that one thing that they had to say. It's yeah. like, I I hate the algorithm system. I wish, like, they could better it to give you both sides. Like, you liked this, you liked hearing about this. Well, here's what the other side has to say about it as well. Yeah. Like, uh, and YouTube does that. YouTube does it very well. Um, any like a conspiracy theorist video or anything of that nature, they will underneath have a pamphlet of. Or a template of, oh, like, the, here's the opposing information. Yeah, they recently or, did that on every anti-vax video. Yeah. They have, a, like, a link That's to... That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Like, actual but, information. But it, they even do that for, like, pro-vaxxing. Oh. They have links to, like, here's why people say this. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm not 100% sure. I think like, it, I don't know. Like, I think it goes, like, kind of both ways. I don't, like, I don't think... I don't think so only because they're trying to... Um, Dis- they're trying to get disinformation out of the equation and yeah and if you're if you're saying vaccines are good being like there's two sides to this is disingenuous yeah <laughs> yeah like there, there might be a second side to it but it's not like hey they're gonna cause autism or yeah gonna, like yeah. make you grow a lizard head or something like it's it's somewhere further yeah. like, from that diametric opposite yeah. T- tim do you, do you have any thoughts on the algorithm thing uh i'm actually the opposite of richie i'm for algorithms and i am against lazy people because honestly if the algorithms weren't there and it was just giving you both sides of literally everything you you would just get pissed off you'd be bombarded with all this stuff that you give zero fucks about Mm -hmm. um if anything it's just people's laziness and reliance on social media and not 
doing their due diligence to find out what's actually going on in the world. They want to be spoon-fed. Well, they don't want to be spoon-fed, but they're like, this is easy. And eh, I don't know. I. But you put that on the... the, the- so you're putting that more on the the individual then, like don't do do Facebook and Twitter have any sort of responsibility for this? I I'm I will say I'm not 100 percent sure either way on this. Like I I think that you kind of need to like it, they're kind of an they're kind of an inevitability at this point. The mm-hmm. algorithm thing, like it's not for specifically for like news and and cultivating your your opinions on politics and social issues. I don't think it's the greatest thing, but I also don't think it's going away because it, those types of algorithms work so well in getting you to buy shit. Yeah. So I don't think it's going away. So I, I do kind of agree with Tim. Like you, you kind of need to put your thumb on the scale a little bit yourself and mm-hmm. knowing that that kind of thing exists. I think. And it, I'm sorry, Tim. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, and also the scale that we're talking about, it's, it's part of the reason why pretty much anything YouTube does, some giant group of people is pissed off. It's like, okay. Um, this one video of a kid gymnastics thing get, has a bunch of pervs in the comments, so they had to, and people were pissed that YouTube wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. So the only thing they really could do is, all right, here's a quick little formula: takes anything that has more or less a kid's doing a split in the thumbnail and demonetizes it until they can go back and like actually review it. Mm-hmm. And then people were pissed off about that. It's like, listen, either we have pervs. Yeah. Or we can slowly backtrack. Like, there is no good middle ground. The scale is just way too high, mm. and you would have to employ an entire country to literally go through everything. Mm. Yeah. So there is no good fix just because of the sheer scale. Do you guys have any thoughts, counterarguments, anything like that? No, I, I mean, I agree. But I, I think one, one of my biggest issues with the way the algorithm works is because I think, at the end of the day, you, you need to go just... Do your own research. Figure stuff out on your own. Yeah. But my biggest issue is that what ends up happening is I will disagree with one of my friends about something and I will engage with them because I'm like, hey, I disagree with you. And then you move on because your friends and that's like having a different difference of opinion is fine. But then what ends up happening is because I engaged on that thing, they will show me everything that that friend posts mm. related to that. And it's like. You're, the algorithm is just making me hate my friend. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's keeping you on the site one way or the other, whether it's just showing you stuff you love or stuff like, I've definitely scrolled through Twitter for like two minutes just seeing shit I disagree with after shit I disagree with and going like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. why, what, what in their calculus is telling them like, yeah, Casnell wants to see all this like dumb shit. <laughs> like, like, whatever, whatever opinion it is, whether it's politics or like people just going like, boy, Joel and B's kind of overrated. Like, it's yeah. just, it's it's designed to keep you on one way or the other by pissing you off or making you like yeah. feel something reptilian. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's dude. Technology, man. <laughs> the official <laughs> position of the Brose Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, or shall we move on to the next question? Move on. Let's right. get next. Going. Moving on. Uh, that's not the name of the song. Um, what is the best type of French fry? So we Ooh. did. Potato preparations at one point in the past. So now we're getting more specific. Yes. Paring down. Yes. A little more granular. Um, so we got, we got the big, like the big, like steak fry. We've got the, your traditional French fry, your shoestring fry, waffle fry, sweet potato fry, crinkle fry. Curly fries. Curly fries. Curly fries are underrated because like, is it, it, I think it's, it's just the way they're seasoned, but like you could just season a normal French fry like you season a curly fry. That's like, uh, I believe it's like checkers. 
seasons their fries and it's like non-curly seasoned fr- curly fries like mm. they're straight up like regular fries but they're seasoned like curly fries okay they're delicious right um yeah that's i mean fries are just delicious yeah. uh i love me some steak fries yeah like they're, yep. my, they're my least favorite type of fries. Uh, really i would agree I, with sean i'll tell you why <laughs> <laughs> i'm not just gonna throw that throw that knowledge on <laughs> God, you sean just sits back and goes <laughs> prove me wrong <laughs> It's so they, to me, they are too potatoey. I would yep. rather if if that's what I'm going for, I'd rather have just a baked potato. All right, I can see that. Yeah, and, and so like, and I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not. They're, they're they are good. Potatoes are good. Well, I'm going <laughs> like, like, listen, fried <laughs> potatoes as a baseline are good. Yeah, we're we're, yeah. we're arguing got, how good. Yeah, that's the steak fries like, are my least favorite. Just regular French fries, I think, are my absolute favorite. Okay, just because yeah. because I think curly fries sometimes. If they're not made well, they get real um, soggy. Like, yeah, real soggy in the in the crevices. <laughs> yeah, the, the interior. <laughs> but man, I, I will say, sweet potato fries are probably my favorite fry. But like a nice, tightly wound curly fry. <laughs> you know, you, know, you guys it. know what I'm talking about. Like the, the 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 cylinder that looks like it could be like a DNA helix. Like, give me that any day of the week. Like those things are delicious. Steak fries. I, I kind of agree with you, Sean, but also steak fries are probably the most versatile because you can eat them with like a burger or if you, if you put like a filet next to them, like they, they're, they're sort of like, um, not like a tuxedo t-shirt, but like it's, it's sort of like you, you can go to like, you, you can, it's something you could wear to a ball, but also could wear it to a ball game, like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it with a lot of different stuff with steak fries. Um, Tim, what are your favorite fries? I was going to say curly fries. But now that I'm thinking of it, and I don't know how to describe it, is a kind of fry that I only ever find at, like, an Irish pub in the middle of Philadelphia or just some, like, more or less hole-in-the-wall bar. But they're almost, like, twice cooked, and the outside is, like, super crunchy. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, because I I look for those fries all the time. They're, like, the fries you would get in in the the cafeteria. Yeah, where it's, like... They're starting to peel apart like an outer layer of fried. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like flaked off, kind yeah. of. Yeah, I know. That's those... why. That's why I said regular fries because those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they just call them Irish chips or something like that. But yeah. uh, but okay. Now that that's that's an interesting pick. The the waffle fry. I'm surprised nobody went with waffle fry. I all right. So I I eat a Chick Fil A a lot. Uh, I, I'm not happy about it. I just do because it's That's one fine, of man. the, we've all been there. It's <laughs> only, it's one of the few places I can actually eat fast food wise. Right. So I eat there. I, I went there five times last week. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Listen, man, like, <laughs> well, no, we're not so, debating the ethics. We're just saying like, what kind of fry you well, want. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. So it's <laughs> a great point. And, yeah. I'm, I'm not arguing that. Uh, but yeah. I, I eat it a lot, and I get their uh, their because that's what they have their waffle fries, and I'm disappointed every time because you can get a large and still get about the same amount as a small. You're right. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're not the most space efficient. Fry. Yeah, that's like, an interesting point. Yeah, that's why I don't like them. Okay, I like I love the taste of them, but I but you're, yeah. you have a very good point about the uh, the economy like, of it. Like I yeah. usually have to order. Or use like my points to get an extra free fry to get the amount of fries I want for my meal. Sure. Anyone for worst fry type. Sean, I think you you said steak fry. Would you I, agree with well, that? That's, that's, I don't think. Uh, maybe probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to go through in my head all the different types of fries. Probably steak fries okay. is my least favorite. I yeah. still they still are good though. Like so, 
my controversial opinion is that I don't really like Oreos. I think they're the worst cookie. Ooh, okay. I'm on board with that. But at the Ooh. end of the day, they're still cookies. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I'm going to eat the yeah. shit out of some Oreos, right, but I right. think they are objectively the worst cookie. It's the same with steak fries. I think they're the worst french fry type, but it's still a french fry, so I'm going to eat it, and I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna love it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, worst fry, Tim? Uh, yeah, definitely steak fry. Too wow. potatoey. Oh, okay. Ouch. Rich? That hurts. That hurts me to my core, guys. Uh, no, I'd actually, um, I they're like my children. I can't pick a worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say shoestring fries, but then I realized I love shoestring fries as well. Like, I I love fries. Like, n- kind of weird fact. I hate sweet potatoes. I love sweet potato fries. Mm. Yeah, it's a weird okay. line to draw. Yeah. yeah, I love sweet potato fries. I hate sweet potatoes. That's really interesting. Okay. Um, I, I, I am tempted to also say steak fries just to have like three to one on rich, but that's not the <laughs> yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you guys do this to me quite often. It's fine. <laughs> uh, the, the correct answer is shoestring fries. Cause they are, they're like, it's just the outside. And like, while just having like a, the equivalent of breading would be fine for most things. <laughs> Those limp dick motherfuckers, <laughs> like, aren't good for anything. Like, there's not a robust amount of potato. You, yeah. They just flop around in the ketchup. Like, it's just, it's, it's a disappointing experience every time. <laughs> I'm sorry to the to the the shoestring French fry lovers out there. Yeah, but. we can ask we to the listener. Oh damn it! What's the best type of fry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brose, brose questions at gmail.com if you want to respond to it, or just hit us up at brose underscore podcast on Twitter. This is not going to be a poll. I'm just going to ask the question. <laughs> You're going to message me for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, to the next question, uh, we have three more of these left. Um, oh, so I, I I think I saw this one on Twitter. What is the dumbest thing you got in trouble for in school? I got in trouble like, because somebody accused me in third, like second or third grade of stealing a pen that my grandfather had given me because they said it was their pen. <laughs> um, and they, it, it said, you know, Washington because my grandfather had gone there for like a trip and he was like, oh, here's a pen. Like, you know. Really nice gift. as <laughs> a pen. Uh, but I was like, oh, it's my, this is grandpa's pen. This is, this is grandpa, grandpa Jay's pen. And, uh, somebody said that it was their pen, uh, and that their father had brought it to them. Uh, and they decided to award the pen to the other person because they were the one who accused me. <laughs> because I didn't, because I was, because I was young. I didn't do the math on like, oh, he had gone on a trip to Washington. Because he lived in Fort Washington, I said, oh, that's his because he lives in Fort Washington. And my teacher was like, it's not the same place. You're an idiot. This pen belongs to Colleen. (laughs) And I lost the pen. Oh, my God. That was it. And and I got tutted for being a goddamn thief. (laughs) That's brutal. uh, uh, Tim, what was the worst, the dumbest thing you got in trouble for in school? Good old Philip and James. Mm -hmm. Uh, My first year uh, at the same school was... I borrowed a yo-yo, a Dunkin' Butterfly yo-yo from somebody, because that was back when yo-yos were cool. Yo, Dunkin' Butterfly yo-yos were the best bee's knees yo-yos ever. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, so many welts on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I borrowed one from um, Brian Fulton, who was like one of the only couple of friends that I had made so far at that point. And he let me borrow it at lunch. And I was like, word, I'm going to go home and learn some stuff. I'll give it to you tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. And uh, I left it in my desk. And then the next day, I come in and my third grade teacher is just like, you're going to the principal's office. I'm like, why? Hmm. 
And I get there, and the principal's just fucking yelling at me. She's like, admit it. Tell him what you did. Like, just tell me what you did, and everything will be fine. And she's just getting pissed, but not telling, like, not saying anything. For, for those of you who have never so, gone to Catholic school, this is what's known as due process. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking like, say you did it. <laughs> I'm, I'm third grader in a new fucking school, in a clicky school where no one's really, like, friendly with anybody. And getting yelled at by the principal for God knows what. Yeah. So eventually she mention, mentions the yo-yo. And I was like, Brian's, like, the yo-yo Brian let me borrow? And she's like, you stole it from Brian. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. If it- I stole it from Brian, why would I leave it in my desk? The open desk that literally anyone walking by will fucking see. Well, they really didn't think much of you as a, as a thief. <laughs> They're just like, well, Tim stole it, but obviously he just left it out in the open. Oh, yeah. I, Tim. I got much better as I got older. Did did they bring in Brian for, for corroboration of the story? No, she's just like, so you wow. admit that you stole it? Like, no. <laughs> and, like, nothing happened, but more or less they're like, oh, this new kid's a thief. <laughs> and then she sent me back to the classroom. Jeez. And then I talked to Brian. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Brian. Oh fucking that Brian. Fucking narc. Jeez. <laughs> fucking narc. Uh Sean. Um I so one time when I was in seventh grade, I had like cut my finger on something like earlier and I had a, a band-aid on it. And I wasn't paying attention to whatever my teacher was saying, and I was coloring the band-aid, and my teacher from the front of the room. Screams, Sean, what are you doing? Touching yourself back there? Whoa! And I was like, no. Like, but, and, and so that, but it's like, I didn't get in trouble or anything. She was just like, hey, look, look at me. But I don't think she realizes how fucking damaging that is to a fucking, like a 13 year old yeah, kid. Yeah. You're like, what? No, I'm just discovering my sexuality. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, but not right now. <laughs> not right now. It's, it's begging the question. It's like, <laughs> That's it. Sean touching his dick in the back of the yeah. classroom for the next 15 years. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? Why would you say that to a child? Well, maybe you shouldn't have been touching yourself. That's true. I was coloring a goddamn band-aid with a pen. Why was your band-aid on your dick, though? <laughs> Listen, we can ask these questions in retrospect. But, like, but for real, like, I was just like, why? I was so, it was devastating at that age to be like called out like that. That's like, brutal. no, I'm that's wearing brutal. Catholic school. You don't talk about sex. Like, no, no. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. It's like, uh, like being accused of, of touching yourself. I mean, that is a, if I remember correctly, that is a mortal sin in Catholicism. <laughs> it is. Like, that's it. Sense. Show's over for you. Like, yeah. that, you, God's never going to look you're past blind, that. You're blind. You got hairy palms. You're damned to hell. <laughs> Your mother warned <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Rich, uh, what is the dumbest thing you've ever gotten in trouble for in school? Uh, I got in a fight once, and it was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> so, right. this is, uh, sixth grade, I believe. And, um, at Woodland, the way their, uh, uh, third floor, like, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade classes worked is two of the classrooms were put together, but in order to get to other two classrooms, you had to cut through these two classrooms. Okay. And so one way was... But everyone had the same schedule. So, like, everyone changed classes at the same time. However, um, during the year, there was always a science project, like a big science fair, and the kids have to do their science project and present it to the class. And sometimes that science class would run a little long. So there was this one time I had to get to my computer's class, which I had to go through the science class to get there. And so did this other kid had to get to his history class, had to go through the science class to get there. And so we're standing there, waiting at the line, and... 
kids trying to open the door and the teacher has it like is holding it closed like they're presenting you can't come here and kid starts banging on the door shaking it jamming it and the teacher comes over it comes out and is like, who's knocking on the door and i'm sitting here and i just point over to him I'm like it's this dude who, who else it's the dude at the door <laughs> uh, who is it and so the dude gets mad at me he's like stupid that fucking fat ass had to tattle on me i was like whatever and i push him and kick him in the shin that's it <laughs> um so it's not okay. really a fight okay. it's not a fight <laughs> okay right. but all right but but you did they kick dis- him i did kick <laughs> dude called me a fucking fat ass i mean yeah no listen listen i'm not saying you weren't justified in reacting that way <laughs> but it was but there are pretty clear rules in most school but, code of conduct codes of but conduct then, about then this. the only reason i got in trouble is because the kid who called me a fat ass ratted on me so you beat the hell out of this kid. So I beat the hell out of this kid by kicking him in the shin. Right. <laughs> and I got uh, what they called points. I got five points. My mom was mad because my brother never got points. Whatever. Uh, but <laughs> I was like, when the teacher or when the principal asked me, like, why did you, you get in this fight? I'm like, I, I didn't fight. I kicked the dude in the shin because he called me a fat ass. <laughs> like, like, you call that a fight? That was an ass whoop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, the dude called me a fat ass. What am I supposed to do? I laid that kid out. Yeah, she just detected him. I love how he got mad at you for narking, yeah. so he narked on you. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. yeah. That's, it, it's, it's always like, oh, man, it would have would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for the kid who also killed me. Yeah. Jeez. Um, all right. So if you have a story like that, uh, hit us up. Let us know. Uh, I know that was floating around Twitter as like a like one like a pretty common question. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, boy, this is, <laughs> when we talk about the breadth and scope of the Brose podcast, we're talking about this because the next question is: Should net neutrality be restored? <laughs> wow. Alright, yes. that's that's the last question. I don't know, there's one more. That's the end of that. Yeah, so anyway, the next question. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm curious about this, because th- this is uh, this is one where I think the internet has come to a pretty clear consensus on that I don't know if I agree with, but I'm curious to hear what everybody's thoughts are on the subject. So right now, um, the current head of the FCC, uh, Sumit, and I can't remember Ajipai. his last name. Ajipai. Yeah, he used to work for Comcast. Mm-hmm. Um, basically revealed, uh, revoked a lot of the protections that the previous net neutrality act that was passed during the Obama administration, uh, protected, you know, the, the idea of, you know, internet companies basically can't give preferential treatment to come people who pay more for faster services. They can't discriminate against one website versus the other. Yeah, it, pr- it protects the little man, the, uh, the, uh, Brosés mm-hmm. of uh, the internet world, the po- the one quest. Oh, of whoa, the world. whoa! Wait, wait a minute! This is an award-winning <laughs> podcast. You're talking about the bugs that we squashed to get on uh, up here on the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, that's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, it makes it so that now, like Facebook, can pay the ISPs to make their page load faster, but Twitter's going to load slower because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, that's a very poor example, but it's a, the first two things that came to mind mm-hmm. when it came to social media and it. It's complete bullshit, and it definitely should be restored to where it was, where it's no, no one has, no one should be, should have better preference, like, no one should be, like, a higher tier than anybody else on the internet. The internet is, should be, like, mm. this big thing that, like, I, I, the words aren't coming to me right now, and I'm trying so hard to articulate what I'm trying to say. Mm. So this, I, I'll pose this one, because this is a common counter-argument. If... 
if if it's a, an instance of like, all right, we have to give certain people better service, or you know, if you divert traffic to certain services, should companies be able to divert more traffic to, for example, like hospitals or you know, institutions uh, that you know, healthcare institutions, should they be allowed to do that? Uh, in you know, even though that would technically be. I believe violating the idea of net neutrality that everybody sort of gets access to the same amount of, of internet if they pay for it. Like should, should healthcare companies get that kind of like fast lane treatment uh, in terms of their service? I, it, everyone should get the same treatment, but dependent on the situation. Mm-hmm. If say like an emergency, if there's an emergency situation, but it shouldn't be something that you pay for. That's the issue. Yeah. It's not, it's okay. not the fact that Comcast is giving preferential treatment to facebook it's a fact that facebook is paying it's i mean it's an issue if comcast gives them the preferential treatment but it's an issue that they're giving it to them because they're paying for it i think like yeah and and i think the fear is primarily and correct me if i'm wrong i think the primary fear is okay well you know if let's say in in this imaginary world comcast owns a streaming service and they and they want people to use that instead of netflix yeah so they can jack up the price on Netflix and using their bandwidth. bandwidth. Well, right. yeah, like bandwidth. that's so. The, so my argument is, it doesn't. Like, there have been cases where it has been accused, but it doesn't seem to have happened yet. Well, that's. I. I think the biggest issue with the whole thing was that people who were against it were really catastrophizing when it was coming out. They were like, "This mm-hmm. is like," and they were using that kind of argument. And I think, I and I, yes, that could happen, but it, that's not what we've seen. Mm-hmm. However, I still would say that. Net neutrality is a good thing because I consider the internet to be a utility as opposed to like okay that's it, interesting and yeah. so that the argument against it that I agree with most is like you can't you can't impose speed limits or like quality on telephone calls so like regardless of who I'm calling I will get the same quality of phone call and I think the internet should work the same way okay because you're it's a similar situation it's just you're I don't care about like on the back end kind of stuff mm. like if you're charging the company more to to be able to like if you're if you're charging Netflix more in theory it doesn't matter but it ends up kind of trickling down to the consumer but like it, I should be able to do whatever I want as long as I'm paying you the price that we agreed upon it shouldn't matter where I'm going you're it, you're like it's like I want to pay five dollars to your highway. It shouldn't matter where I'm going. I should get be able to get there with the same amount of ease. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's, Tim. Uh, I'll bring you into this. Uh, do you, Do you have any general thoughts? I want to get your like sort of baseline opinion on net neutrality to start. Uh, I definitely think that net neutrality uh, needs to be restored to where it was at, and I think people pick the little thing that they want to hyper focus on within what was rolled back and what was changed and what the corporate responses were. Like, um, like Sean made a very valid point that um, a lot of people c- c- catastrophize. Is that the word? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> catastrophize what was going to happen, um, which is absolutely true. But it's not saying that that's not going to happen in the future. There is multiple companies, Comcast included, that within 12 hours of that final decision literally changed a shit ton of verbiage on a lot of their packages and a lot of their uh, more or less, this is what we stand for. This is what all of our stuff is. They changed a lot of verbiage, which it's like, okay, this is just, it's just words, but that's, that's how you set the groundwork. They're not dumb enough to like do drastic changes right away because everyone will be like, see, we told you Mm -hmm. it makes much more sense to 
it's more or less death by a thousand cuts. You just do a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, and then, haha, we got you by the balls. And no one really noticed. Yeah, it's it's um, it's more of like a snowball effect. It's yeah, so it's not going to hit immediately, but in twenty years, it might have. You you might find a noticeable difference. Correct. It could be, and, I, it, this seems it seems to be following a typical path of media though, where there's like there's like an expansion and then like a contraction where where companies tend to to team up no matter what. Like I I, I think I think the best argument. For net neutrality is like you don't want that vertical integration of Comcast owning a specific type of streaming service or a specific type of service that they're going to require you to use, mm-hmm. um, essentially required you to use by by pricing out other companies. I just don't, I, I don't see the advantage for Comcast for doing that. I obviously well, see like 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 the the the, the basic advantage is obvious. Like yeah, use our streaming service because that will be good. Yeah. But like I don't think we're gonna like. The I, the internet was sort of the wild west for twenty years, and it didn't. It's, it didn't it happen. Is, I think but, it's so it's so ubiquitous now too. The internet that like you got it's it has we have it's them like fucking over Netflix would cost them money. Yeah, like I think they like we've we we were we we're lucky in that there's such everything was kind of set up such that they couldn't take advantage of that right away. Mm-hmm. But I but my issue is that you have to think long game. Like Tim was saying, it can be a slow like a slow they're trying like ideally for them they would reach that point where like they they have kind of the monopoly on the streaming service you know the search engine and the but ideally for comcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so i think so i'm my thing is like set that in place so that we don't have to worry about it like mm-hmm. you're just like we are set mm-hmm. you can't like that's not that's never going to be an issue yeah. because it can't be but i also think so the to, to the argument about the little guy like oh you want to divert traffic from somebody who's trying to do I'm spitballing a little bit with this, but I would, you know, a majority of like small up and coming sites or like company, like small businesses are using some variant of like Amazon web services anyway. So it's in Amazon's best interest, like, or, or like if you're running a blog, you're using like blogger or like some subsidiary of another big company anyway to sort of get your feet going. Um, you, you can debate the merits of whether that's a great thing to mm-hmm. be doing that or if you want, but. As it stands, it would hurt Amazon a ton to say, hey, we're going to, you know, there's this other, you know, couple of websites that we have partnerships with that would be a lot better if we diverted traffic to them as opposed to all of the small businesses that are using our Amazon Web Services service. But, like, it's not, like, I feel like I'm going to be picking teeth here. It's not Amazon doing it. It's the idea that Comcast, Verizon, and any ISPs Mm -hmm. have the, uh, are going to say, you want to watch? Yeah, but Amazon's Net- a player in that. Like yeah. Amazon yeah, yeah, yeah. has a size to be a player but in that kind of discussion. I, so I think I think the biggest issue is that it could create a situation where information gets uh, you can censor. You can you Comcast can choose what information gets through to its customers, and that's probably the biggest issue. Okay. Well, I, is, is that I, you, I completely you, agree. And so I think because I think you're right that I I don't think. I think the market is is right now built in such a way that there are like it. it I don't think we have to worry so much about like Netflix getting fucked. Mm-hmm. But I think what what a real issue is, like I said, I mean down the line that could happen. But right now the bigger issue is in terms of information getting to people. I think having it be like you really can go wherever you want, even to the detriment because that's how anti-vaccination has prolifer- proliferated. Mm-hmm. And but I but I think I I for me. Having this, having the option to go to get whatever information you want mm-hmm. to get, is really important. Mm-hmm. And I think, 
I think it is a, I mean, not, to, it's a slippery slope, which isn't a great argument, but like, yeah, that's, you know, that's how 1984 happens. <laughs> it's also a lot <laughs> oh, easier. Okay. Wait, <laughs> a wait a minute. So listen, listen, I understand that that's a, that's a crazy reason, but you understand my point. My point right. is like Comcast could be, could then kill basically any negative stories about Comcast. So you could never find like, it, yeah, could, they it could would, be like, I don't, I, it, they could, they could put algorithms in place to be like, Hey, I don't want you to read about what we yeah. talked or, about. Or you want your page to load? Fine. It's loading, but it's loading so slow unless you pay me X amount of thousands of dollars in but order that, to get that, that, that We do that now. Yeah. Like that, that's the only thing that exists now. Like is like the, like the, I have a service that has like X amount of download upload speeds and I could pay for more if I want. No, to. but yeah, I, us personally, we can do that. We, I, I have a package that gives me 75 up, 75 down, but this is now Comcast going to us as brose saying, you want your page to load on every internet, mm-hmm. on every PC? Yeah. You got to pay us. Yeah. Well, it's because that's, that's the issue. Like, Ka- that- Kaznell mentioned that Stevie Wonder thing one more time and we're slowing your upload <laughs> speeds down to like 10. No, listen, they're, they're valid concerns. I don't believe that they're, I, I, Again, I will, I will say this for everything that I talk about. I'm, I'm coming at this from sort of an amateuristic perspective. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm invested in this topic because I typically think like, listen, the internet's been working well for 25 years. I think that I, I, I do believe that there's the possibility of like instituting these net neutrality rules could eventually stymie, in, stymie, um, invention or stymie, uh, entrepreneurship. But I, listen, this is, this is a, Sort of a brave new frontier. The fact that this thing, as Sean alluded to, that has been in existence in the mainstream for maybe 30 years at most, yeah. is now something that we can consider a public utility is wild. And I, I think that's part of the the hesitation to regulate it is is it's I believe that I, I kind of believe what you believe that it, it it's more like a utility than anything else. Mm. But it's it's a weird thing to describe to people that this thing that you know wasn't in existence when they were born is now something that's basically yeah. like their water. Yeah, but I mean, but, yeah, but that happened with water. Yeah, like there has to be that transition. Yeah, like, right, but, like you, but you like listen, but, but water is like it's life giving. So it's 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 and then water is not the only thing. Yeah, no, but yeah, like, the but internet is mind shaping. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, very true. I mean, yeah, it's a, this is a well, very complicated topic mm-hmm. that I think all of us kind of are coming at from different, uh, different areas, different. We have yeah. different opinions coming into it, so we're going to have different takes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you listeners think? Because uh, we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, I think we were, yeah we went like twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Let us know what you're what you're curious about because this is uh, this is a very hot button issue. Like, yeah, is and this... I I think if you want us if you want us to delve more deeply into this, mm-hmm. you know, hit us up on uh, our Twitter or brosequestions at gmail.com and we can do like like we did with uh, gun control. We can do some research, come back at this with, with of the entire time. FCC code memorized by the next time we discuss this. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the last question. Uh, this was submitted by uh, listener Grace Riley. If you could get any book slash video game, etc., adapted into a film, what would it be? Sonic the Hedgehog, but legitimately not this bullshit one we're getting up. <laughs> yeah, no, this creepy Preaching knees. the crier. It was very, like, just so buff. Just so muscular. I got an answer for this already. What is it? All right, what do you got? Uh, it's a book called Usher's Passing by Robert McCammon. Uh, it's very loosely based off of Edgar Allan Poe's The Fall of the House of Usher. And in the foreword, and if you haven't read it, more or less the point is just the utter collapse of this family estate. 
Uh, and in the forward of Usher's passing, more or less uh, a, rema- a survivor of the family finds Edgar Allan Poe in a bar and beats the fuck out of him, which is a hilarious start. But um, it, it it's just a deep story that interweaves a whole lot of uh, familial lies, country bumpkins, and just like lore of an area and just builds such an intricate story, but also plays a lot with um, perspective and more or less a life-threatening disease that's going to kill this entire family and they don't know what causes it. But it, it I, I'm just picturing all the cool camera effects and visual effects that they can play with and I think that'd be phenomenal. I can't say I've heard of that, but the, the way you describe it sounds like it would make an excellent movie or an yeah. excellent video game, frankly. It, it only recently came back into print. Somebody from uh, high school, one of the dorm faculty, gave it to me, and then I wanted to buy it so that I could have other people read it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I only just found it on Amazon, like, a couple months ago. Okay. Hmm. Right. Um, Rich, I, I, I think uh, I, I imagine I think you have a strong opinion on this. Um, See, a lot of the games that I would think to say have already been done even uncharted is i believe still happening uncharted would be a fantastic movie Mm. um but the one there's two things i'm thinking of one of them is uh the the walking dead rise of the governor and so there's an offshoot of the walking dead comics it's all about how the governor became the governor and those it's like a whole series of books i think there's like four or five books that they could probably turn into like a movie or a series that is just fantastic. The, the twist at the end of the first book just blows my mind every time I think about it. Um, but the other thing, and I think I brought it up once before on this podcast, it's not even a book or a game. It's uh, an operatic set of albums called From the Proto-Men. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I would love to see that made into a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good one. That'd be, yeah. that'd be really interesting. Uh, Sean, do you have... Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I was thinking. I, I kept thinking every, but everything I thought of was already a movie. Um, but there is a so there is a comic book, and then we don't need another comic book movie. But this one maybe. There's a <laughs> Archie. There's, there's a yeah. It's, no, it's that's called Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> oh, never okay. uh, mind. Um, there's this one. comic book called Identity Crisis, and it was written by Brad uh, Meltzer. I think he's like he writes a bunch of like courtroom dramas and stuff. Okay. Um. But it is a, it's, the the premise of it is the Adams, oh no, the elongated man's wife is murdered in her home. And then it's, they try to figure out who killed her. And that's, it's basically, it's basically just a mystery. And okay. it's like, who killed her? And there's a whole bunch of superheroes involved. And it is one of the best mystery stories I've ever read. Okay. Like, like barring the fact that it's a, I mean the soup like being superheroes plays into it but barring that like it is one of the most it just has all of the right like suspense and intrigue and if, if there even if there weren't superheroes involved it would be so it's such a good story it's it's one of my favorite books period i think it's so good uh but it is i would definitely recommend uh reading that and also if they made that into a movie an animated movie probably just mm-hmm. you know because it's DC. D- yeah. DC animated movies are fantastic. <laughs> They're also good. Oh, traditionally, yes. Um, yeah, animated movies are good. Oh, the animated ones. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. no. yeah. yeah the animated ones I'll buy. Wonder Woman was good. Aquaman was good. Aquaman mm-hmm. was good. I watched that the other day. It, it is really good. <laughs> Batman vs. Superman got made. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. Oh, Dark Knight, all of those ones. Uh, yeah, it, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I know it's DC, but like I sort of count that separately yeah, because they were yeah, like, that's... and now Batfleck. That's, that's the Nolan verse. And yeah. now Batfleck, which is no longer Batfleck. Yeah, yeah thank God. Batfleck <laughs> was actually a good Batman. Come oh, at me. Oh, no. Okay. He, he was. We already did the conspiracy <laughs> theory question, <laughs> Tim. You had your chance at this. <laughs> Come at me. I will uh, have an Explain to me why Batfleck is good. He, he, he waddles around like he's not the agile Batman no. that I've come to know. No. He was the yeah, best he's... Bruce Wayne. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if he got Bruce Wayne time, though, like, he yeah, didn't yeah. have any Bruce Wayne time. Yeah. 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 What about you, Matt? Uh, so I was waiting oh, to see. Yeah. I wanted him to defend this, uh, oh, yeah, this Batfleck thing some more, but. <laughs> yeah, defend Batfleck. <laughs> um, no, I, I just thought his, his disposition was much better. Um, not I. I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to fight. Sorry, it's all right. Twitter, <laughs> Go his notes. You're good, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, my notes. Ready. We can discuss this on another. So, so I, I thought of a couple of albums, but I think the one, the one that I would like to see it made into a movie, and I'm, I'm, I think if it was a little bit of a bigger book, it might have been made into a movie because it sort of cuts that profile. It's a book called "This Is Not a Game" by Walt, Walter John Williams, and he, he traditionally writes these like real long like fantasy like warlocks and wizards type of stuff and then but then he has this like small series of books about technology and this one uh like like drama you know drama thriller book about a game programmer who has is trying to solve a murder like one of her one of her old colleagues got murdered and she's trying to solve it using this mmo that she's created and trying to get the people who have made the game to do certain things in real life to uncover clues, to put pressure on certain people, and, and to eventually find the the actual killer and, and smoke him out of the open. And I was like, "Holy crap! This is really cool. <laughs> this is a great idea. It <laughs> sounds good. amazing. It's so good." Um, and, and, and I'm like, "This would be a great movie. Like, you'd have to explain like like some elements of like gaming online and and doing stuff like that. But uh, like ultimately, I think it would make a really good f- like film thriller. Um, so so I, I would love that idea and. If I if I had a second choice, I'd go with the album um, "Crack the Sky" by Mastodon, mm. just so I could figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> because uh, like Coheed's easy answer for me, but like Mastodon, "Crack the Sky" is a concept album about a paraplegic who can only move when he's meditating, <laughs> and he floats through space and gets too close to the sun and is near death. And then his the spirits of his ancestors from Russia, the spirits of his ancestors from Russia, find him and will give you one chance to save yourself. But you have to go back to Tsarist Russia and kill Rasputin, and then we'll send you back to your poor, broken body so you'll be alive again. That's an album. <laughs> and that's probably, confirmed. It, yeah, it, it might be their best album, but I just want to see a movie made so I can somebody could flesh that out. It's like, what the hell? So those are my two picks. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Brutal. crazy, man. Um so yeah, but the, that was that was a good one. I really like that question. Um any other final thoughts on that or any of the questions that we've discussed today? We hit the whole gamut. We did. We ran it. We had net neutrality and we had best French fry. <laughs> <laughs> and conspiracy theories. And the conspiracy theory one, man. Um, well, great. So that, that's the end of the, the I'm, I'm going to check the envelope, just be sure, but we've, we've done it. We've, we've powered through the first envelope of questions and we're on to round two. Uh, Rich, if people want to find some more of your takes, where can they find you on Twitter? At B underscore walnuts. Uh, how about you, Tim? 
At Tim R. Hansen. Uh, Mr. O'Brien. At Hey, it's SOB. I am available at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. If you want to tell me how I'm hurting America with my net neutrality take. <laughs> uh, the show is available at Brose underscore podcast. And we're on Facebook at Brose Podcast. Um, if you want to submit a question for the show, you can do it at brosequestions at gmail.com. Brosequestions at gmail.com. Hey, Tim, what's the email address? At brosequestions. G- oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Stanley Steamer, the number one cleaner. Uh, it's brosequestions at gmail.com. Yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. Uh, Shannon Vogel of Shannon Vogel Photography for designing our logo. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert, which you can find at freemusicarchive.com. Uh, uh, listen to Rich's podcast uh, on the uh, – I always screw this up. Your show name is – PodQuest. And you are on the blank network. One Quest. One Quest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so listen to that. How? When does that come out? Uh Generally Thursdays. Generally Thursdays. Okay. Um, uh, I also co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast. I actually have one in the hopper that we recorded uh, last week that I haven't gotten around to editing because I am the worst. Uh, and uh, so the Keystone Coast to Coast sports podcast and, of course, the Under Pressure uh, podcast series on pregnancy and preeclampsia. Um, that's it, guys. Say goodbye to the listeners. Bye. Goodbye. Sure. For Rich Sweeten, for Sean O'Brien, for Tim Hansen, and the entire Action News team, my name is Matt Kaznell saying have a great night and as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>